Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, guys, it was sort of appropriate, but not entirely planned, that uh, we gave a little preamble last week about what the fuck Podiots is. Because we've been invited to join, and have joined, the Yogscast Pickaxe Network. Hey, oh, look at that. We're in the upper echelon nice. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, it wasn't planned. <laughs> Just by chance, you were like, we've not done a sort of a, if you're new here for a while. Um and then we were uh, had a little clip posted onto their their, their uh, not YouTube channel their their Twitter account, which is very nice. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of promotion. Look at us all I over know. the Twitter. I feel really good about the fact that this being sort of episode two of us being on the Pickaxe Network, and you know, in theory, maybe a bit more feeling a bit more professional and a bit more mm. um, high and mighty. I'm in like the echoiest room ever. Um, it's the same room I normally record in, but we're moving house and all of the furniture has been removed. So you'll have to bear with me this week. I'm sorry, everyone. but uh, You sound okay on Discord. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If there's a bit of reverb in the edit when, when the podcast comes out, then you know Discord might be doing some good work for you, Ben. I don't know. Maybe. Sound Maybe yeah. it's filtering out. The echo is your clown horn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> filtering it out. That was very oh. surreal listening back to that. Um, and hearing every <laughs> single horn and we're going no didn't hear nothing, that nothing I, w- I wonder how many potential new listeners tuned in and got 10 <laughs> seconds in and went wow okay not this then no. not for me <laughs> oh god yeah that's a good point despite the fact we introduced who we were we really introduced who we were in the cold open didn't we yeah. <laughs> yeah. two Sorry. minutes of clown horn <laughs> oh, it's just like vidiots all over again really it's a, it's a new new embodiment of that squeaky hammer yeah. Hey, look, we're open to a new audience now, and there is surely, there's got to be at least a percentage of people who are really into obnoxious clown horn honks, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've got them. They found us. Yeah. Real demand. Yeah, it's a litmus so, test. If you can get through that, then you're in. Welcome, baby. Lucky, lucky us. Mikey, I don't suppose you have any insight to lend about just what the Pickaxe Network is and the kind of people who are on it. Oh, of course I can. Oh, welcome to the boardroom, gentlemen. Here's the pitch. Uh, so, Pickaxe essentially it operates just like uh, the Oxcast Network does on YouTube. It's kind of it's a support system. It provides a lot of services. Basically, makes our lives a lot easier. Takes care of a lot of the boring behind the scenes stuff and gives us opportunities we other, otherwise wouldn't have. Mostly in regards to getting adverts in the podcast. At long last, thank you. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's, there's a whole host of nice podcasts on there. You've got Triforce, High Rollers, Sounds Peculiar Portions. Basically, there's a whole host of really good, really good shows on there. And now we join the ranks. And this also opens up the opportunity for, you know, cross-collaboration, you know, p- getting people on here, potentially. We've never had a guest before, so maybe that will happen. We have Ooh. had guests before. Have we? Oh yeah, my god, we have Cultaholic. Yeah, we had yeah. we did Cultaholic that time, but that was it. Oh, sorry, Cultaholic. Never <laughs> we never had any of our Yogscast friends on. So There you uh, go. Yeah. There you go. Well the thing is though, if we do if we get other guests on, legally Peter and I have to go and work with them at the end of the year. Yeah, that's how it works. No, we have to go and <laughs> we have to go be their employees. Well, you heard it first. Guests coming, apparently. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. see. I'll give the Snappies manager a call and see if he wants to shout at us on a podcast. Oh my God. Okay. Well, let's roll the music because we need to talk about these Snappies. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole kind of square word. Bewildered Snappies manager in (laughs) Bristol. Uh, Okay, let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Body. It's the official, official. Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm a very disgruntled manager of a Bristol Snappies franchise. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Mikey, can you tell us a bit more about your Snappies franchise, please? Yeah, I mean, business is going well. Um, we've had an influx of recent <laughs> reviews. I don't quite understand. I don't know if we're attracting a new audience. I mean, I'm grateful for the business, but... Um, but is business I'm... actually up, though, or are you just getting more reviews? <laughs> Well, I mean, you can't leave a review without buying a pizza. That'd be ludicrous. Who would leave a review on a Google Maps place without never actually going to the place? That's mm. uns- unspeakable. No, yeah, the other day, I had one the other day um, from uh, from John. Place is great, though the name has changed recently. I'm pretty sure they got absorbed by the Meat Facery Company. I, I, I don't know where these allegations are coming from. We've never been associated with the Meat Face Company. And I, I, I let this person know in my response of just um, four question marks. I'm hoping answers on a postcard, please. And another one from Gav. Made a great friend in the ball pit. I mean, we don't have a ball pit. I, I think they might have left us for the wrong place. And had the best bean time at Snap Ben's to Mikey Pizza. Um, I mean, they were nice and pleasant. So to that one, I just said, hey, Gav, cheers. It's my <laughs> Thanks, Gav. That's not quite the name, but cheers. <laughs> Close enough. The other guy didn't even think it was. He, he thought the name had changed for some reason. And um, what's a uh, meat facery? Is my question. <laughs> is that? Huh? Huh? Four question marks. Huh? Got one last one uh, yeah. from Robert. I think I saw the neighbor's cat from Dundee Bungalow. Uh, Dundee Bungalow having a Podiatroni pizza last week. Oh, we don't even God. have that on our menu. I, I just, I just assume this is all the new students coming to the city and getting quite drunk and uh, just, just not understanding what they're typing. Did you reply to that one? No, I just, I just, I let that one be. Yeah, I was, I was, just, I was too one. bewildered by that one. Fair enough. Speaking uh, of we bewilderment, do, of course. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> going to say, just for those who aren't aren't clued up on this uh, 
Amazing bit of role play, Mikey. That Thank you. The, the Mikey just did for us there. Mm-hmm. This has actually happened. So <laughs> we, or someone actually, or was it? Did we change that one, or did someone else do it? I don't. Know. I think someone I did else. that one. Okay. Oh, that did you? Oh. Yeah, that one's on me. We changed the name of Snappy's Tomato Pizza in Bristol to Podiots Presents Snappy's Tomato Pizza or Snappy's Pizza. I don't know. And uh, people, Podiot listeners, have now been leaving reviews on Google Maps. And the owner of the outlet has been responding to them. Seemingly oh, God, confused. no, this is opening up the floodgates for so many more. Why did we talk about it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this poor man, he's not going to have any time to make pizzas in between reply- replying. <laughs> if you're going to leave a review, at least go and eat a pizza. Go and support yeah. the company. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you're in... If you're in Bristol, you have to go to Podiots Presents Snappy Tomato Pizza. You've got to do it. Not just because we all love it. Mikey's vegan and he still goes to Snappy's Tomato Pizza. <laughs> yeah, you know? I get, I get no a cheese one. It's very sad looking, but I, I can't ever give up my Snappies. Yeah, do it. You've you've got you've got to go. If you're gonna leave a review, you've got to go. As Peter said, that's the trade off. Yeah, uh, yeah, but also do leave lots of funny reviews. <laughs> We enjoy them a lot. Uh, yes. Hey, do you like this sort of nonsense? We hope so, because that's kind of what we do here. Uh, but if you want to support this nonsense financially, you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash donations and donate £3 or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You get to leave a funny name. You join the pod squad. Uh, it's all very appreciated and we love you a lot. We've got the pod squad for this week here, which was very frustrating because uh, the way we do our pod squad normally is by copying the information to Excel, but the website's changed, and so it doesn't do that anymore. But we've got the list here nonetheless. Mikey, have you got the first... Uh, you got the first... I got the, I got the names right in front of me. We begin with Mr. Blobby Becomes a Burglar. Mr. Blobby Gets Missled PPI. Very nice. <laughs> Weddy Feber, Bix Lutz, Stephen Scordes, Bonald Scrumps, Cum Trumpet, Lord Brotovic, At Work, Katie Kin Solo, Michael Jugson, I'm in Trouble Tubs. So I'd do that better. I'm in Trouble Tubs. <laughs> that wasn't right either. That was what Shaggy Doo, wasn't it? Oh, oh Jinky. <laughs> Wait, how is, it, how is it said? I'm in trouble, Tubbs. Wow, I completely missed that. Yeah, well, <laughs> try to get professional. <laughs> David Dickinson's meal deal, who I believe was very generous, and they say, not a quote-unquote hashtag ad, but my new, my new hand soap smells like Twister Ice Lollies. It's Carex <laughs> Tropical Twist and, and the sweet... And the sweet, clean, and lasting freshness it provides reminds, reminds me of you boys. All my love. Always XOX. Thanks, thanks, David Dickinson. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Worst game selection is a lie. Sorry, Brett, yeah, for breaking sorry hearts. Dick down by Dom Inder Bungo Bungholo. <laughs> Bungholo. Ah, oh, sorry, these are. I'm I'm struggling today. There we wow. go. That, that's that's because they've got red squiggly lines under them because Word doesn't know what they are. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah these, these aren't real words. How am I supposed to read these? And you know what? I'm about to say it. Right, the bar's mm. pretty low in terms of being tasteful when it comes to submitting. Uh, oh my goodness! Podiat's names, uh, Streamlabs names, but 
maybe just avoid like historical atrocities. That's all I'm going to say. You know, yeah. we we have had to refund one pod squad this week. Yeah, there is actually a line. You might it may not have been apparent over the past year or two, but the probably found is a it. Line. Yeah, yeah, we found, found the line. It. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> you did a name that was too bad to read. See me after class. Yeah. Uh, the list continues. Tiny Tory Knacker Cracker. Uh, worst game selection is a lie. Oh, no. Yeah. Caroline, it's Dr. Chegwin. Your husband was admitted to hospital after overdosing. He will need to commit it to Anne. Asylum for his own safety. Come down to hospital to sign release. Form, you're his power of attorney. <laughs> oh, God. What? Okay, thank you for all of those. Uh, Mr. Macca, uh, the very generous two pints of milk, who says, Hey, guys, thanks for reading out my DBP career question a few weeks back. I'm famous. Started donating when I can. Thanks for all the laughs. I feel a vidiot's renaissance on the horizon. Smiley face. Mm. Uh, and also from my list is Peter's Diet Bepis Penis and Moogle 520805. I have got the final chunk here. We've got Prince Beefcakes, Beef McQueef, Boof McWoof. <laughs> <laughs> Finn Tristam, Caroline Sucked Off Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby's Gobby Knob Knob Job, <laughs> Glorious Minotaur Volva, Big City Jesus 42, Podiots Took My Virginity, Caroline Help I Shat the Bed, <laughs> Silica Repels bug, Bed Bugs, Found Caroline on OnlyFans, Six Stout Men Bearing an Organ, Janet Wicks Shags at Wicks. And Your Cunting Daughter. Oh, <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. And that's Pod Squad for this week. Thank you so much. Remember, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Avoid wartime atrocities. Thank you. Thank uh, you. What's your favorite Pod Squad E this, this week? Guys? Birth McQuirf. I was going to say, <laughs> Birth McQuirf took me, by, <laughs> took me by surprise. It only works I, coming after Beef McQueef, though. Yeah. Yes. Beef McQuirf. I like Mr. Blobby uh, getting missile PPI. That's that tickled That's a good one. That's yeah. also a good one. <laughs> Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Mikey, you're, uh, are you question boy this week? No, I'm not. It's Peter, Peter. you're question boy this week. I am, yes. Um, I let you ask that question. I let Mikey answer. Just <laughs> I sat in silence as you're it so all polite. took place. Um, so I've got some questions here. Would you like a question now? Yes, yes, please. This is from Niall Gray at Lord of the Gray on Twitter, who says, What's the funniest and most passive-aggressive way you've ever annoyed someone, either for petty reasons or just for fun? Upside down smiley face. Thank you, Niall. Uh, mm, passive-aggressive way. Is this passive? No, yeah, de- yeah. It's not actually aggressive. It's more passive. Um, so in uni, I used to my 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 housemate used to play League of Legends like eight hours a day. <laughs> and he'd usually get quite heated and shout a lot during it and it got a lot quite a lot and so every once in a while as a treat um i'd unplug the router that was in my room in the <laughs> middle of some of his games <laughs> and he'd come through like oh is your network not working like yeah oh, yeah no it's, it's gone down sorry mate um, <laughs> leo if you're listening i'm so sorry <laughs> but you are being very loud 
right. I, so I, that's why you did it because he was being loud. Yes, it, yes, it was just I did. I, I didn't want to have a confrontation and say, "Hey, Leo, you know it's me, your friend who you got uni with." I, I can't. I, I, you're being quite loud right now. Um, could you turn, could you keep it down a bit? I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. So instead, I went nuclear and <laughs> unplugged the internet. That was, a, that was a special treat, though. If you did that, if I do that too often, that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty obvious what's happening. So, you know, yeah, once every couple of weeks at most, maybe. <laughs> I remember um, this isn't something I used to do repeated. They only did it the once uh, when I was a student at uni in the first year uh, in halls. I lived with a whole bunch of assholes. Um, well, they weren't all assholes, but more there were more assholes than you, they were either assholes. Or literally kept themselves to themselves and never left their bedroom. That was kind of the two types of people I was living with. And um, there was one guy who lived across the corridor from me who was the king of assholes. And I think he's probably the worst person I've still ever met in my life um, in person. <laughs> oh, wow. um, and he, as amongst many other things, uh, did the classic thing of he would just never ever wash anything up ever. He'd come from a privileged background which doesn't immediately and inherently make you an asshole, but can quite often do so. Uh, and I believe he'd had um, staff at his house and he just did not even know how or why or when to wash or clean anything. Um, so he would just pile loads and loads of crockery in the sink, which then meant, of course, that nobody else could wash up because yeah. there would be a big... So we had the... Uh, for, for international listeners, uh, there was a big plastic washing up tub in the sink. It's a thing that British people do for some reason. Uh, <laughs> How do they do that? I don't know. Hey. Instead of just putting the plug in the sink, I think it's so you can then take the tub out and wash the tub so you're not... clean. Like, you know, sinks probably get not, quite dirty. Hmm. Uh, I was going to say not waste water, but yeah, that's what a plug is for. So I don't really... Yeah. yeah. So we had a big plastic washing up tub in the sink and... Uh, it would be absolutely full of stuff. And usually I would like either just take all this stuff out and leave it on the side or something if I wanted to wash my things. Um, but one time I got really, really sick of it. So what I did, what I knew because he uh, had a pretty regular schedule, uh, I knew he would be back pretty soon because it was a day where I used to hear him come back when I had like a, a break at like 11 o'clock or something. And I went into the kitchen at uh, half past 10 to have some breakfast uh, and all the stuff was in the tub so I was like I know what I'm gonna do and I took the tub out of the sink and I placed it in front of his door in the corridor uh, so that he had to step over a tub of dirty crockery to get into <laughs> wow. his uh, room that's yeah. good isn't nice. it isn't that really petty and he didn't know necessarily who'd done it either he probably could have guessed it was me but it, it, he wouldn't have known for sure so it wasn't even you know it was an anonymous cowardly move um but uh, the right it, one, I think. Yeah. Did it? Did it fix things? He did actually. Then sometimes wash up for a brief <laughs> period, and it didn't last. But uh, I do think, as a result, he he bucked his ideas up slightly, okay. slightly oh, yeah. and briefly. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Just the monthly tub outside the door trick. It'll keep him on 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 on. God, what word am I trying to say here? On. It'll keep him on? going. On. Yeah. I know you said on fleek, but that's definitely not the right thing. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What is it? <laughs> it will keep Eyebrows on go on fleek, yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, dear. Ben, please Jeez. distract from my mess up. What, what, what's your uh, petty thing? 
I've definitely done really petty stuff before, but I can't remember any of it because I think, as I imagine was the case when both of you did your petty things, the adrenaline was flowing. Yeah. <laughs> you were really pissed off and you probably felt at least a little bit bad about what you'd done afterwards. Like, you may well have done the right thing and not done anything wrong but like you probably thought i should have been the bigger person here and maybe not done that but mm. in the moment you were seeing red and that's what you that's how you acted and i know i've been there before but i think i've probably to an to an extent maybe blocked some of those memories from my mind because <laughs> they, they weren't good yeah. uh, but <laughs> one thing i i can remember which maybe isn't so much petty as it is almost self-preservation but I've shared rooms before with people who are big-time snorers, mm-hmm. like really Ooh. big-time snorers. And I've been woken up or been prevented from sleeping by the snoring. So I've deliberately, like, kicked a wall or yeah. really made some, like, clank, like, punched the bed head or whatever. <laughs> like, just, just made a real racket to either stir them enough so that the, the, it's, it's almost like a hard reset on their snoring <laughs> Or, in some cases, I have pinched their nose until Whoa. they breathe out of their mouth. Oh my god, have you? That's... <laughs> yeah, that's... I, have done th- I have done this before. Wow, that's quite brave. What if they wake up and, like, re- oh, that's, that's so brave. That's what would worry me about that. They, yeah. they, ne- they never woke up, and I've reached the point <laughs> now where, in my life, where I'm very rarely sharing a room with someone else, like that I would do that too, if God. you know what I mean. It was sort of, sort of like the realm of sleepovers, kind of, that that would happen. It's a yeah. combination or, of, of closing someone's airway, airways and then also saying they never woke up. It's quite a, well, quite a that's double the thing, whammy. Michael. They always wake up. If your nose is blocked, To you will breathe out of your... If your mouth is closed, you will start breathing out of your mouth. The problem is when the mouth is open and the snoring persists, yeah. that, then there's a problem. Yeah. I don't know what you do apart from wake them up at that point. <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's there's there's my one that's, that's <laughs> you're right attempted there, like, murder <laughs> I, uh that's pretty petty attempted murder uh <laughs> no you're right that like i i think i know there are things that i've done that would be better answers but i do think you sort of blot those things out like you do i don't look back fondly on any of those things or proudly even the one i told i'm surprised i remember that because it's the kind of thing that i wish i'd sort of blotted out but yeah I'm sure there's worse that I've done. It's how we sleep at night. I'm blocking yeah, out with, these, with these Ben's fingers on our nose. <laughs> yes. Don't you dare fucking snore. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, who would like to do a thing? I would love to do a thing. Oh, right, then. Do it. I'd love to do a thing. My thing uh, is about the climb that I did last weekend at the time of recording. Ooh. Okay. I went up a mountain. Oh, well done. Nice. Was the it biggest called ben? one? Oh, no, it was... The, <laughs> no, it uh, wasn't, sadly. In Scotland, you had to go, it would have been. I was going to say it was the biggest one in Wales, and you had to go immediately for the biggest one in the UK, didn't you, Peter, <laughs> to make my achievement just feel a little less I've exciting. I've up there, but I'm just well, saying <laughs> it could have been... There are lots of uh, uh, Bens in Scotland, not just Ben Nevis, I think. Are there? I believe so, yeah. I think oh, Ben okay. is means mountain or something maybe nevis does and i'm wrong but that's it oh that's lovely well no i haven't been up ben nevis which is the tallest mountain in the uk i believe (laughs) citation needed i went up snowden in wales um and it was an absolute delight and i thought i would talk about 
my awkward encounter at the top of Snowden. Um, so I put my headphones in and pretty much just sort of marched right on up that right on up that big green bad beautiful bad boy. Uh, I didn't. Um, what am I? What am I trying to say? I didn't go up the harder path. There were there were lots of uh, there are there are a few routes up Snowden. And I went up the, I think the easiest one, because that's what the the party I was with decided would be the one that we all walked up. But there was still some hesitation to the extent where I did put my headphones in and just storm right up that mountain. <laughs> and uh, it is something that I would encourage everybody to try because it's not that hard, especially that route. It is a long walk, but people of all shapes and sizes and clearly levels of fitness were at the top they made it to the top it's just a case of how many times you need to stop for a little sit down and a break Mm. um so it took me about two hours and 45 minutes to get from the bottom to the peak uh not the top but the peak because when you get to the peak or when you get to the top there's something of a cue to get to the peak to take a photo at the the sort of decided nominated peak uh, which has a little plaque and stuff like that. Now, when I climbed to the top um, and started taking a photo, a lady shouted at me and said, there's a queue. And oh. and I looked around and lo and behold, there was a huge, oh. huge queue up to the peak oh, no. that I just did not see. And I don't know why I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. Um, I was sort of scrambling up the side of this thing, which, as it turns out, was the way people were coming down after queuing up to the top. And I was just looking at my feet and I wasn't looking at the queue. Went to take a photo and um, this lady shouted at me and said, hey, you know, there's a queue. And in that exact moment, speaking of sort of moments of pettiness where you see red and you'd rather block these memory out, memories out and I haven't yet done it. And you're about to of... immortalize it in a podcast episode. Yeah, yes. go on. Yeah, I went into sort of a fight or flight mode because I, I, in, that, in that exact moment, I felt like I was in trouble at school and I retorted in a very childish way that uh, I wasn't proud of. Immediately afterwards, I wasn't proud of. I felt really stupid. I said... Um, a, there's a queue I said uh it's it's just it's a hill that's what just, I mean that's what I was thinking just climb up it is what I said oh. Uh, oh, God. as I turned to then sort of walk back down <laughs> to, to join the queue. <laughs> to a chorus past, of tuts as you walk past. past all of these people and I had to sit and have like a little sulk for a bit uh because I felt really embarrassed and kind of humiliated and when I looked at that photo that I'd taken at the top it was sort of a I don't usually like taking selfies but I thought well I'll do it because you know it's the top of Snowden and in the background you can see just like two people in this queue just staring at me like really cross and I had to delete it I just can't have it on my it's like tainted (laughs) yeah because I know what I did I know what I did uh, so that was like really humiliating and I felt very embarrassed and really bad about it. But in that moment where I was challenged, I decided to fight this woman and I don't know why I did. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of fucked up the day, <laughs> kind of fucked up the whole day for me. Oh, yeah. No. So and you get to think to... about that the entire long walk back down the mountain. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, it was really embarrassing. I admire you embarrassed. staying up there and getting a picture. If that were me, I would have just like gone straight back down the mountain, not queued up, <laughs> yeah. and just left. <laughs> left way off. Well, <laughs> I then went back down to the top, not the peak, and I waited for everybody else to arrive, and then was on top of that mountain for like an hour and a half, which is when I got very sunburned <laughs> on my face. Um, so in that time, I, I managed to cool down, uh, calm down, and sort of have a have a bit of a moan and a cry to the uh, to the other people in the party about wow what an idiot i was and then i felt a bit better because i sort of just was stewing on it in my own head but uh yeah if you climb snowden make sure you join the queue for the peak uh and- because otherwise jesus christ uh something just fell off my wall <laughs> the wall shocked at its depravity there's some oh, travel hell. tips for you Cue sorry Cue at the top of the mountain. Oh, oh. oh. It was it was the Vidiot's title belt. Oh, oh no! I didn't Just hear it like a heavy. I thought you meant maybe a poster or something. I didn't hear the sound. It must have been oh discorded out. I hope that comes through on my recording. The Vidiot's champ, as if my embarrassment couldn't go. <laughs> the Vidiot's championship belt just fell off the wall and onto my desk. So uh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that's my thing. If you're going up Snowden, you you can do it and you should try it, but also don't be an asshole at the top like I was. Uh, and if you are, maybe keep your composure and don't be such a twat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good advice. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ben. I hope I hope this helps heal this 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 wound, and you can move on from it and forget about it. Me too. I've just got loads of adrenaline now from this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking belt falling off the wall probably just from reliving that story as well yeah Mm -hmm. um i've got a question here from paul at paul zaremba 16 uh and paul says do you guys have anything you do for good luck uh or do you avoid anything because you believe it is bad luck my wife as of next week will not pick up any coin if it is face down we will never financially recover from it k love you bye (laughs) Um, I assume by that he means that um, the lady will be his wife as of next week, not that his current wife will, as of next week, not pick up any coin if it's face down. <laughs> uh, but you never know. Hmm. I'm not a massively superstitious... Per- I mean, it's not really superstition, but I... I, I I'm, a, I'm a, I tend, well, oh God, no, I'm a mess. As I, I was going to say, I, mean, I like to play things quite safe most of the time, but I know I'm actually like, when I'm in total control, I can be a, a complete loon. And I just destroy myself in so many ways, like skateboarding. And I'm not a safe cyclist. I'm not a safe skateboarder. But day to day life, I try to be pretty level headed. God, no, there's nothing. Let me think. I opened my mouth hoping something would come and nothing did. And now here I am prattling. <laughs> well, on. I, I refuse. There are a few things that I do that are. I, I know that there's no logical basis for it. And if someone actually asked me, do you, do you honestly think that if you do or do not do this thing, it's going to bring you bad luck then i would say well no obviously not but i guess i'm just it's almost more like a like upholding a tradition or something and i just like the idea of doing something the way people have done it for a long time it's not so much the luck but like i will not cheer anyone as in you know toasting uh if i've got an empty glass and that is that i mean that goes back to the idea that i think it was it's it's considered bad luck to do that um, whether that's the reason I do it, I, I don't know if I would say that as such. But you know, things like that. Like I, I, I do 
things that are quote unquote superstitious, but not necessarily because I actually think they're going to do things like that to me. Um, it almost feels like an insult to cheer someone without something in your drink. Like, well, I yeah, don't... I mean, there's that too. It, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. Um, I don't mind black cats. I don't. I don't know if I would mind walking under a ladder. Um, you know, all these things I don't actually think are going to affect my life, but and yet some of them, if I can think of any more, I would just say like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. And I don't know why. Hmm. I don't really believe in superstitions at all. Uh, so I will cheer someone with an empty glass if I've got an empty glass because for me it's more sort of the gesture of being involved and because if I just say no to cheersing them at that point it just feels kind of rude as much as superstitious for not having done it Uh, yeah so I I would walk I've walked under ladders but I I usually avoid them just because it seems a bit unsafe and yeah, I mean, also, that's presumably the root of the actual thing is, you know, someone probably yeah. would have said that's not a good idea and it's turned into a superstition. Some people are funny about walking under uh, scaffolding as well. Mm. You know, if there's like a footpath under that, I don't give a shit about that. The superstitions around black cats are very harmful because yeah. that means that black cats don't get adopted and they're just as lovely as regular cats. They are cats. They're cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the only superstition, I suppose, that I would remotely adhered to is i don't really like the dark so sometimes you know as i'm walking through the flats i'll the flat and like turning off various lights i won't just have for example a light on in my bedroom and then turn off the light in the kitchen and then have to walk all the way through in the dark i'll have like lights on between there yeah <laughs> between there and the final light uh that's not because i think i'm going to be eaten by monsters it's just because i'm uncomfortable in the dark uh, yeah. So. You're the kind of person who, um, if going upstairs and turns all the lights off downstairs, then like sprints up the stairs. Straight <laughs> up on all fours. No, see, I don't do that. I oh, do I that. do that. It's my favourite. <laughs> Running up the stairs on all fours is such a treat. It's great. <laughs> a treat. <laughs> I don't like running up the stairs in the dark only because if I run, that's when it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I can walk up the stairs in the dark. You, yeah. I, I don't have an issue with. But if I run as though... You know, if I plant that seed in my mind that like, what? why are you running? Is it because there's a monster? Um, again, I don't actually think there's a monster, but it's that that kind of thing. I've thought of a couple of others that I do, that I do do. Um, but yeah, uh, it, I seem to just randomly pick and choose because I don't have issues with ladders or cats. But uh, I um, would rather not open an umbrella indoors. Um, <laughs> I I would do it if, you know, if we were shooting something, a, a, a clip for triple jump and it had a prop umbrella, I wouldn't go, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. But I would choose not to. Um, and I also just generally don't like to kind of, quote unquote, tempt fate. Like, I don't like to say things out loud about like sort of hypothetical bad things, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't like to talk about um I don't know. I wouldn't like to talk about a family member like having an illness or something, you know, like a like a um, a, a fatal condition or something like that. And I, mm. I know full well that saying those things uh, don't 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 bring it into effect or anything like that. But uh, I just sort of wouldn't do it. And I don't exactly know why, because there's not a belief system there. Yeah, 
there, there's an element of poor te- that being in poor taste as well. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. But, you know, even if it was just sort of to myself, if I was in a, an empty room and was for some reason talking to myself about, <laughs> like, <laughs> relatives being unwell, I would feel uncomfortable saying that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think these sometimes these things are just, like, ingrained into you, even if you know logically that there's not actually any scientific truth to it. You kind of there's just a, a separate part of your brain that's like yeah but you still shouldn't though should you you still shouldn't like, well, well why shouldn't i uh but you just <laughs> monkey brain yeah monkey brain for sure yeah. <laughs> good well if that's it uh i will ask uh no not i won't ask another question i will open the floor to michael johnson or to me what would you rather do mikey go second or third let's 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 do me if you don't mind yeah <laughs> Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Oh yeah, here we go. Sports time. You know, oh. you, you, you get oh. it, Ben. <laughs> I do. I do get it. Uh, I come with a, a tale of sports debauchery, debauch- debauchery um, mm. today, um, involving alcohol and baseball, the America's two favorite pastimes. Um, <laughs> so this is the story of ten cent beer night. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Uh, yeah, I think mean, he probably's already kind of painted a picture here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ten Cent Beer Night was a promotion held by uh, the Cleveland Indians during a game against the Texas Rangers at their stadium on Tuesday, June fourth, nineteen seventy-four. The idea behind the promotion was to attract more fans to the game by offering cups of low-alcohol beer for just ten cents each, um, and today's money that is fifty-five cents. So. Hey, even if it's pretty it's low pretty percentage, cheap. that's that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, for any uh, drink, that, really. Yeah, yeah, God, I'd, I'd take, God, yeah, fizzy water at that price, even that would be a treat. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's a discount on the regular price of 65 cents uh, or a $3.50 uh, equivalent today. So yeah, that's essentially $3 off a, a, a beer, which is pretty good. Um, but there was a limit of six beers per purchase, but there was no limit on how many purchases you could make. So you go up, get your six beers, drink them, head back out, bam, and then you just repeat that all night long. And I imagine you're going to get pretty, pretty wasted by the end of that. Um, for a bit of context, before 10, ten, ten cent beer night unfolded, uh, the team was in a bit of a precarious position. Uh, there'd been a lot of tension in games, and the Indians and the Rangers had been involved in a, a bench-clearing brawl that had been widely publicised, and the game therefore drew a pretty rowdy crowd to this one. I guess people anticipating more rowdiness and wanting to get in there and punch some poor people. Um, so we get to the game. So six six days after the previous game, where there was the the brawl, uh, the ten cent beer night promotion drew in twenty five thousand one hundred thirty four fans to Cleveland Stadium. Uh, the game was kind of going all right. The Rangers quickly took a five one lead 
I'm just going to, there's going to be some sport words in this. I don't really know what 5-1, I assume, I don't know how scoring works in baseball, but there was a 5-1 lead to the Rangers. Meanwhile, throughout the game, the increasingly inebriated crowd grew more and more unruly. Early in the game, Cleveland's Leron Lee hit a line drive, don't know what that means, into the stomach of Rangers pitcher Fergus Jen- Jenkins, after which Jenkins dropped to the ground. Fans in the upper deck of the stadium cheered and then chanted, Hit him again! Hit him again! Harder! Harder! <laughs> Very nice. A woman ran out onto the Indians on deck circle, flashed her breasts, and then tried to kiss the umpire, um, who it says here was not in a kissing mood. And then <laughs> one inning later, a father and son pair ran onto the outfield and mooned the fans in the bleachers. So a really wholesome family night out already. Wow. Although it's not clear why. <laughs> I think I think this, it's, it's clear why. Hundreds of fans had brought firecrackers, which they set off in the stands at random. And I quote here, lending the game a war zone ambience that would seem increasingly appropriate. As the game progressed, more fans ran onto the field and caused problems. Ranger first baseman, Mike Hargrove, uh, was pelted with hot dogs and spit. Mmm, tasty. Oh. And, and at one point was nearly struck by an empty gallon jug of Thunderbird. A player was sent off after accidentally catching another player with... Uh, yeah, catching another player with a cleat, trying to slide to a base. The Rangers' angry response to this call... And, and sorry, oh God, I cut some words out here now. It doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, basically like they were pretty pissed off about him getting sent off by that because it was, uh, you know, he just caught him. It wasn't intentional, but he got sent off. And so the fans were pretty angry. And then they again started throwing objects onto the field. Someone tossed firecrackers into the Rangers bullpen, an atmosphere made hazy by clouds of exploded gunpowder and marijuana smoke contributed to the unsettling mood. By the seventh inning, families and families and those fans who remained sober had mostly left the ballpark. So now this was just a stadium full of drunks. The remaining crowd continued to grow drunker. At this point, attendees were going directly to the brewery's truck to get a refill because like there's just so many people going to get drinks that the, the, the staff couldn't keep up with the demand or the amount of people. So they just sent them all out into the back of the parking parking lock, take the, the, the bottles to the truck and just fill them there and then pan, send them on the way, which I don't know. I think at this point, you wouldn't you say, ah, uh, maybe we're not going to sell beer anymore or maybe that'll yeah, make it worse. Surely. I, I, well, I guess it's you, you, you die either way because you, you get rid of the beer, you're probably going to cause a riot anyway <laughs> at that point. People want the beer. Now onto the section named The Riot. Uh, so that was just the, the, oh, the, 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 the warm-up act. After the Indians had managed to tie the game, a 19-year-old fan ran onto the field and attempted to steal Texas outfielder Jeff Burroughs' cap. Confronting the fan, Burroughs tripped. Thinking that Burroughs had been attacked, Texas manager Billy Martin charged onto the field with his players in his, by, in his hand and all wielding some bats. A large number of intoxicated fans, some armed with knives, chains and clubs oh fashioned God. from portions of the stadium seats that they had torn apart, surged onto the field and the others hurled bottles from the stands. 200 fans surrounded the 25 Rangers with more coming. So pretty quickly, this it just barreled out of control. Realising that the Rangers' lives might be in danger, Cleveland manager Ken Aspromonte ordered his players to grab bats and help the Rangers, attacking the team's 
own fans in the process. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's a war zone. Rioters began throwing steel-folded chairs, and Cleveland relief pitcher Tom Hilgendorf was hit in the head by one of them. Hargrove, after subduing one rioter in a fist fight, had to fight another on his way back to the Texas dugout. The two teams retreated off the field through the dugouts and groups uh, with players protecting each other. At this point, they just fled into the clubhouse, locked the doors and just hid from everyone, leaving several, maybe even a couple of thousand people out there just like uh, Lord the Pig style, just fucking going nuts. Um, so the crowd pulled up and stole the bases on the field and anything else they could find. Rioters threw a vast array of objects, including cups, rocks, bottles, batteries from radios, hot dogs again, popcorn containers and folding chairs. Umpire, umpire crew ch- uh, chief Chilak, realizing that order would not be restored in a timely fashion, forfeited the game to Texas, which I'm actually quite stunned it took that long. <laughs> I think the second anyone goes on the field and starts beating people up, it's like, all right, no, we're calling that. that this game's not going anywhere. Um, and after this, the writing continued for 20 more minutes as Joe Tate and Herb Score, that's a good name, Herb Score, that's <laughs> Herb brilliant. Score. He was born to be a sports sportsman. <laughs> or drug dealer, one of the two. <laughs> yes, he was, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the commentators called the riot out live on the radio for everyone at home to hear as well. So they're just kind of giving play by plays as it progressed, just like a game. Um, score mentioned the security guards inability to handle the crowd. Tate said, oh, this is an absolute tragedy. (laughs) The Cleveland division of police finally arrived to restore order, arresting nine fans. Indian, Indian, Indians players escorted the Rangers to the team bus. A local sports writer, Dan Coughlin, of the Chronicle Telegram, attempted to interview fans but was punched in the face twice. <laughs> Excellent. Cleveland general manager Phil Seggy blamed the umpires for losing control of the game. <laughs> the Sporting News wrote that Seggy's perspective might have been different had he been in Shylock's shoes in the midst of knife-wielding, bottle-throwing, chair-tossing, fist-swinging drunks. American League President Lee McPhail commented, there is no question that beer played a part in the riot. <laughs> um, you think? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that wasn't the, well, that, that's the end of that. That's the end of the whole thing. But it, that was not the only 10 cent beer night. Uh, they did it again. Um, God, only a few months later with even more fans attending this time, 41,000. Um, 10 cents a cup once again, but they did the smart thing. A limit of two cups per person for the entire game. Um, Good. Per person. See, that's better than per sale. Yeah. I can't believe that no one thought this is going to end badly, but (laughs) hey, it's a hell of an image picturing all this going down. My God. That's that's why you don't mix beer and sports, friends. What did you say right at the beginning? That it was to uh, try and get more ticket sales? Because they probably managed that at the very least. (laughs) Hey, so. yeah, they, they made headline news after that. So I guess uh, that probably was next time everyone was eager <laughs> eager to get in there and see what was going on. <laughs> Into the thick of it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, bring, my, bring my bag of hot dogs, throw them on the field. Let's have fun, son. Yeah, bring my spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been prepping this all week. I haven't talked in a week. My mouth is nothing but spit. Oh, dear. Oh, there you go. Amazing. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Uh, I've got a question here from... Uh, 
John Lee, who says, if you could create your very own crisps, what flavor would they be and what would be their shape? That's at John Lee 421 on Twitter. Oh, interesting putting in the shape as well. That does affect the taste. I am... when I chose this question, I was facetiously, well, maybe not even facetiously, I'm not sure how serious I was, but I was going to suggest petrol flavour, um, <laughs> as in the smell of petrol, not the what yes. I imagine the taste of petrol might be, is probably horrible. Uh, but then I remembered this really weird thing that happened once with some family friends that um, me and my, my siblings and my parents used to go and stay with sometimes, and we would have um, uh, like a lot of alcohol and like nibbles and things. And uh, one time, my my mum had um, thought, "Oh, I need to we need to take some nibbles with us." And we grabbed this bag of like kettle chips or something like some quite nice, relatively nice brand crisps. And um, we took them, and they were poured into a bowl. And people started eating them. And there was sort of a kind of an emperor's emperor's new clothes, emperor's new suit thing, where like everyone around the room was thinking the same thing, but no one wanted to be the first one to say it. We were like, hmm. Uh, these crisps taste of like petrol what <laughs> this is weird and they were salt i think they were salt and vinegar uh, but they were out of date they must have been sitting in the oh, cupboard no. for a long time and for some reason out of date salt and vine- vinegar crisps apparently seem to sort of ferment or i don't know exactly is it balsamic vinegar or something yeah like it might be something to do with the balsamic vinegar or yeah maybe they didn't it taste it did taste we all everyone um independently came up with petrol as a thing but maybe it was actually a kind of a bad kind of vinegar like you know when wine goes off it turns to quote unquote vinegar but it's not mm. the kind of vinegar you put on your on your uh, uh chips like maybe it was it turned from good vinegar to bad vinegar or something but it, yeah they tasted like <laughs> petrol and it was not good um so. Crude oil flavored crisps. Yeah, yeah <laughs> delicious, kind of delicious oil spill. Um, mm-hmm. So if I can't have petrol, I'm going to say um, extinguished matches. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> I think that's a you really ever nice one smell. of those. No, never oh, okay. eaten one of those, smell. but I think it's a really good smell. Blown out candles. I mean, it's better when you blow out a match than a candle. But yeah, um, yeah, birthday cake smell. Yeah, birthday cake smell, pretty much. Um, and it would be shaped, um, maybe each one would be shaped like a tiny birthday cake, and they would be birthday oh, crisps. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I'm erring on the side of a sweet crisp. I don't know. Ooh. I've been thinking, Interesting. Just like, like, obviously, usually crisps are pretty salty, but if, like, if you eradicate that, what kind of canvas is a plain bit of potato? Like, what could you put upon it? And... Jam donut, maybe, maybe like oh you could, the potato might create some kind of analog to the dough, and then little little bit of jam jam dust on it. You have a banger. I or, can see that being all right, and I, I know yeah. what you're getting at. The potato just becomes the the starchy base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen any kind of sweet based crisps on the market ever. And I, I'd buy those in instant just to see what they're like. Maybe that it wouldn't ever get a return customer because they're awful. But I think there's intrigue in there. I, I mean, I guess if I'm going to do donut flavored crisps, they've got to be little, little donuts as well. Maybe, or maybe they're like, um, like cheese puffs, but not cheesy yeah. <laughs> Puff, donut puffs. 
donut, donut lineage. lineage. You yes. can't, yeah, you can't yeah, sorry, say Sorry, that. sorry. No, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I, I thought, is that? Oh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to stick donut, jam donut, maybe a whole line. I mean, there's lots of flavors of donut. You could do a whole, yeah. whole range. Great. Mm. Mm. Good. I'd try it. I'd try it. Ben? Um, hmm. Hmm. I think I would quite like a spicy crisp, but spicier than the the spicy crisps that are currently available mm. because they're not spicy, mm, really. Yeah. It's a letdown. Like chili heatwave Doritos. Come on. Those taste sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe some sort of Nando's hot sauce style flavoured crisp. Oh, you get one for I, each like spice level. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I particularly like the medium Nando's uh, garlic uh, hot sauce. I think that's very good. I have a, a big old jar of that, jar, bottle of that <laughs> in my cupboard that I put on a lot of food and it's really lovely. And I would have the shape of crisp be like kettle, kettle crisps, mm-hmm. kettle chips. Oh. So like really sort of I don't know what's what what would you describe the texture as there's no uniform shape really they they're they're sort of round but they're quite quite uh, thin and quite um thin but firm yes firm yeah and maybe that's it maybe that's it very crunchy but quite uh quite firm and they're quite nice when they're a bit brown those kettle chips I think yeah they're a bit crispy they should hopefully all be crispy um, <laughs> yes they're crisp. I like the soft ones yeah oh. um Oh, I'll tell you what I'd do, actually. Get rid of the birthday cake shape. Um, I would have... They're all normal kind of crisps, except they're all folded crisps. The folded crisps are the best ones. Oh, the special ones. Wish crisps, yeah! Oh, yeah, wish crisps. We've had this conversation a long time ago. I've never... Until you told me of wish crisps, I'd never heard them called that, and I'd forgotten until today. Oh, God, a bag of Wish Crisps would genuinely like make my year. That's such. That's a brilliant. That's a. That's a million dollar do idea. That. Someone Get should that process on the folding of crisps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah here we go. <laughs> uh, lovely. Well, um, I've got a thing here. Thank you to multiple people who told me to do this. I'd actually already. It was. It was always the plan. Um, but I appreciate it all the same. Uh, it is time with the end of the Edinburgh Fringe this year. Uh, oh. Having uh, a time of recording, it was only a few days ago that it finished. Uh, I have found an article, there are several already, um, with the best jokes of the Fringe this year. I, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, uh-oh. I'm going to tell you <laughs> my classic, well-delivered style um, and at the moment, I can't seem to find any worst jokes of the year, which I have done sometimes in, in previous years. I don't think I've done it every year. But anyway, we're going to do the best ones and see what we all think. So these are numbered 1 to 10. I don't know which order they are. I don't know if I'm about to read the very best one first or vice versa. But anyway, Masai Graham brings us joke number one. And he says... I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me and I couldn't get past her. Rubbish. Really? That's, that's rubbish. That's that's top ten material? That's it's top ten. It may even be the number one. I don't know which as I say, the order of the 
That's, it feels like a joke as old as time. Yeah. That's, that's, like that's if, a new joke. The fact well, that Eden like, has to say the female guard just to set up <laughs> past her yeah. just makes it worse as well. Yeah. It's like getting your uncle who like does balloon don't uh, does makes balloon animals in his spare time to come to your party. He's got to put on some entertainment, so he's reading from like a a fifty year old joke book that's all withered and horrible, and that's yeah. that's what he pulls out. That's if you're prof- oh, I'm, I mean, I'm not one to be a, a judgy about comedy. I'm not a not funny man myself, but I could do better than that. My God, you could. <laughs> I'm angry already. This is this sucks. Okay, well, I'll give you another one. Uh, this is from Mark Simmons, who says. Did you know, if you get pregnant in the Amazon, it's next day delivery? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it it works. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, but I ain't laughing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three comes from Olaf Falafel, who I believe won uh, best joke in a previous year, possibly last year. I recognize his face. Um he says, oh, this is a really bad one. It's a bit esoteric. <laughs> My attempts to combine nitrous oxide and oxo cubes made me a laughing stock. Oh. <laughs> that's good. All right, I like that. Okay. That's got, that's got, yeah. No, that's creative. I'll take that. That's, that's all right. I don't like that one. Um, I get it, but I just think it's a bit out there. <laughs> I like that. No, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm giving that one a big thumbs up. That's one of the okay. key ones that's properly, <laughs> properly got me. So that's your joke of the year so far, Mikey. So far, yeah. Uh, number four is from Hannah Fairweather, who says, By my age, my parents had a house and a family. And to be fair to me, so do I. But it is the same house and it is the same family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's I quite like good. That one. I like yeah, that one. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Relatable. <laughs> it is. It really is. This is from Will Mars, number five, who says, I hate funerals. I'm not a mourning person. That's almost definitely not original, though, is it? It's like, that's... that's... Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number six also comes from Olaf Falafel, the man who did the OxoCubes one. Okay. He says... I spent the whole morning building a time machine. So that's four hours of my life that I'm definitely getting back. Okay. Yeah. 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 Didn't laugh, yeah. but get it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I did a little snort. I don't think it came through on Discord. Okay. Right. It was, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. Number seven from Richard Pulsford, who says, I sent a food parcel to my first wife, FedEx. I, uh, that's kind of good. It's a bit that's silly. A, isn't I mean, it? it's a solid pun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good wordplay. Yeah. Uh, the next one's from Tim Vine. We know that one. Ooh. Yeah. He said, I used to live hand to mouth. Do you know what changed my life? Cutlery. Oh, boo. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> a groaner, that one. It's not even a groaner because you sort of laugh at groaners. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, uh, mm-hmm. Um, uh, number nine is from Sophie Duker, who says, Don't knock threesomes. Having a threesome is like hiring an intern to do all the jobs you hate. It's all right. It's not really a joke. I mean, it is a joke, yeah, but still, like, I mean, yeah, it just yeah, feels yeah. like almost like an actual observation, <laughs> to be honest. It's not really a punchline. Yeah, to that one. Yeah. 
Uh, and finally, number 10, which again, this might be the best joke of this the This is going to be the or... best joke, Peter. It's got to be the best one. Yeah, because all the others have been rubbish, so this must be yeah, it. This has got to be it. It's got to be the good one. Okay, Will Duggan, Vidiot's Joke of the Year, Fringe 2022, says, I can't even be bothered to... A- oh, no, I fucked it. <laughs> I fucked it up. He says, I can't even be bothered to be apathetic these days. Oh no, that was Peter. That was bad too. Yeah, it was. I must yeah. have. Uh, this must be wrong. This must be the wrong. This must order. be the wrong one. You, I think you got the wrong list. <laughs> yeah, that must be the, the top ten worst jokes of the fringe. Where are they? When are the good? Where are the good ones at? Huh? I don't know. It might take them t- take the news outlets a little bit longer to come up with the the ten worst. I mean, ten best because that was definitely yeah, 10 the ten best. worst. Um, but uh, I, yeah, that's a shame. Wow. I, God, I know. I think we say this every time. It's obviously it's different being Reddit, you know, like this than it is being in a room of other happy. What are you talking about, Mikey? People. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I think the delivery is identical to the, <laughs> the intent. Yeah, I'd, I'd re, I'd, God, I really want to like. Well, at VidCon when 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 we put on our own video convention, which is definitely happening one day, but we'll, yes, we'll have yes. a show where we read just back to back, nonstop, every top ten jokes. From the fringe and see if we get any laughs, um, and that, that that'd be the real the real gauge. But God, mm. that that was rough. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? I have it just found like that an might article. Have been one of the worst years so far. Yeah, it probably has been. Uh, I have just found an article on Capital FM with the ten worst jokes. But I'm trying to find. I just want to establish whether this is an old article. It doesn't have the year anywhere on there. Um, <laughs> The only hope I'll have is if any of the jokes like cross over and someone's called one of these the the worst and one and the best. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I can read. Oh no, these are all f- top ten. Oh, there's four best of the worst down at the bottom. I don't know if this is from this year, but I'll read four four of these best of the worst according to Capital FM. Um, Tim Vine, Uncle Ben has died. No more Mister Rice guy. That's one of the better ones I've had. It is, isn't yeah. it? And that's labelled best on of par. the worst. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Card Ninja says, and this is a long one, and keep in mind I've not read these ahead of time, so if I stumble, it will go with it. Card Ninja says, I went to see this show, and the guy said, hey kid, do you like magic? And I said, yeah. So he asked if I wanted to see a trick, and I said, yeah. So he said, think of a number, times it by two, and if it's odd... Oh no, he's a math magician. Yeah, no, I, I don't like that one. No, that. what? That's rubbish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. That's earned its place there. It's just the, a worse version of The Simpsons, where the guy literally says, "I'm a math magician." Um, so, never mind. Uh, Tom Webb. <laughs> says, due to the economy, profiteroles will now be called def- de- deficiteroles. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's great. Terrible, that's great. It? I hate that one. No, that's good. <laughs> Profiteroles. Defic- deficiteroles. I like it, I think. Well, we found the title of the podcast, <laughs> I say, I suppose, but at what cost yeah and finally from Paul Daniels is he even still alive this must be from previous year I think Paul Daniels is dead oh no 1922 Um, he said I said to this fella 
Is there a B and Q in Henley? He said, no, there's an H, an E, an N, an L, and a Y. No. Oh, Paul, you card. Rubbish. Stop. I'm going to find out if Paul Daniels is dead, because he might not be, but uh, I think he is. Yes, he is. He's dead. When did he die? Um, 2016. So oh. how the fuck is he on this list? Well, then? Paul is Daniels is a pretty common name. Maybe that's just comedian Paul Daniels. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> true. All right. It could even be 2022. I don't know, but who knows? Thanks, Capital, for not putting a flipping date on your article. Um, that's great. Got a final question here. Uh, it's from Victoria Machoni at Evil Blowfish on Twitter, who says, "What have you spent way too much money on?" Slightly inspired by Ben's Game Boy collection. Um. I, for a minute, when I saw this question, I thought we'd done it before, but I think we've done it on Podia, uh, on um, uh, uh, Triple Jump After Dark, me and me and Ben, but I don't think we've done it on Podia's. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you spent too much money on? I'm looking around my room. What I've got a lot of crap, but it's all cheap crap. <laughs> <laughs> this PC that I'm recording this on is the most expensive, the single most expensive thing I've ever bought. Is it? What about your car? Uh, um, oh, it's really close, Ooh. actually. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. about the same. That sort of yeah. says it all, doesn't it? It does. This PC is an investment. Yeah. <laughs> my God, it's going to pay off. Uh, but yeah, probably, you're right, probably my car. But my car was I mean, fortunately answer, purchased with... It? Yeah, it's a boring answer. And also it was bought with dead relative money. Hmm. And it, I say only, it was it was only... Fifteen hundred pounds. Right, so it's not. Right. It's not like a really expensive car. And I've also been driving it for like eight years. Yeah, you've got your money's yeah. worth. And it's not. I definitely have. It's not. You can buy an expense. Like I've just bought a house, right? So, but that's not. So that's the most expensive thing I've ever bought. And obviously, <laughs> I've not paid it off yet. It'll take me until I'm sixty. But it's not like a silly. It's not too much money because it was valued correctly. If you see what I mean. So if there's something, it's more like. What have you... The Game Boys, for example, um, you know, another person who's not into games might think, you've spent how much on Game Boys? You know what I mean? Whereas someone would not say that about a car necessarily. No, Um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. So what have I... I mean, I've bought bits and bobs of like gaming memorabilia that I probably shouldn't have done. I've bought Prima guides that were... I mean, not, not super expensive, but considering it's just an old tatty magazine you know i've spent like sometimes 30 40 quid on some rare ones um i know what i would spend silly money on if and when one is listed on ebay and they only get listed every now and then but the the press kit for spyro the dragon uh one uh comes with this big it's like a big cardboard treasure chest thing and it's got like booklets in it with assets in there that you don't see anywhere else and all this kind of stuff. So I would, they go for, I mean, last time I saw one listed was a couple of years ago and it was going for like 300 quid. And I would definitely, it would be more expensive now, I bet. And I would probably still actually pay that much for that. So that's a hypothetical one from me. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, that's a good one. I'm going to start with a hypothetical one. Because uh, I, 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 this has always been in my mind. It'd be really fun to own uh, like a light gun arcade cabinet. I think oh, yeah. that would mm. that would be the most fun thing ever. But I think if I was going to choose like any game, it'd be like Point Blank. 
Uh, okay. It's kind of like mini game one with loads of like little challenges and stuff yeah, rather than a, yeah. a linear story thing. I think, yeah, like if, if I had even the room or the money, I'd so do that. But in terms of uh, actual money, I've thrown down the drain. Um, I, a couple of years ago, I got like really back into Jackass and kind of like more, more, more than just the surface level of it, but more like the, the behind the scenes and how it came to be and all that. I found it really fascinating. Still do. I think it's wonderful. I love these idiots who hurt themselves for money. Yeah. Great. Um, so I, and I realized, I, I started looking around for some stuff on eBay and I found um, a Jackass like 10 year anniversary book that they released. Um, I think I paid £120 for it. <laughs> it's like it's a collector's item it's got yeah, a lovely yeah. gold foil cover but like what is essentially a book full of men getting hurt and showing off the willies and waving them around that's quite a steep purchase <laughs> uh, and then obviously to to go with that i had to buy another book about the magazine that came before jackass i think again that was about a similar price um yeah that book's called shit <laughs> <laughs> wow that's great so you spent 120 pounds on shit yeah it's great yeah excellent i've got i've got some joy out of them it's it's good to have it's an investment i'm hoping one day they'll they'll skyrocket in value Mm -hmm. i'll I'll retire on that money but for now they sit on my shelves with all i literally have so many shelves Uh, maybe my maybe actually my whole money pit is books in general because jesus christ i've bought so many books over the years thinking i'll get to this one day and i think i must have about 60 now i've never even opened I just think that sounds interesting. I'm sure I'll read that eventually. One day I'll get the bug and start reading. Nope, not yet. Yeah, I bought a. Um, it's like a, a a local interest book, like a local history book from where I grew up, and it was this first edition book that was written in like the late 1800s. It was really because it was never reprinted. It was like written by this local figure, um, and they did like one run of printing in literally pre-1900 and they're still floating around but you can't get like a newer copy of it and I really wanted a copy and that was like 80, 90 quid for this this hardback book um, which is, that's a lot of money really for a single book on anything. Tell me about it. Oh, me over yeah. here with my, my jackass book. <laughs> At least yours has, is respectable. I'm just, this is just degenerates. Well, oh. it's all it's all the same. I'd be interested yeah. in a jackass reading your jackass book, Mikey. I'm sure it's worth every penny. Well, you can come over one day. We'll eat ice cream and <laughs> and read our jackass books. Excellent. <laughs> you guys should trade. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we should. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. That's it. Yes, that's all the questions. That's all the things. Thank you so much, everybody. If you want to potentially. Look at maybe buying some merchandise. I believe there's some kind of store. Is that right, Michael? Your darn titan. Store.yogscast.com is the place you need to be if you're on the hunt for some wavy garms. Uh, if you head on over to that. Uh, some what? Wavy garms. That's what, the what ki- is that? That's please? what the kids say. You know, Garments. You, you got, do they? Yeah. Wa- yeah. <laughs> I think so. Maybe. What wa- Wait. What's wavy mean in that context? I, yeah, it's, it's, you can't you can't describe wavy, Ben. It's a feeling. It's just, it's just an experience. Okay. If you don't know what wavy By means, asking, you're am not I wavy. not wavy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you want to, if you understand what wavy gums are, then you can, or not. If you want to attain wavy gums, it, it stores for everybody. Store.oxcast.com. There's a whole host of lovely, wonderful stuff on there from a variety of creators. But most importantly, is our stuff. Look at, look at. It is Beans time. Look at it. Isn't it beautiful? I'm looking at it. You can't look at it, but you could be looking at it if you bought it. So go buy it. And there's some uh, some lovely Podiat shirts on there. A fantastic Podiat's mug. Mine's still broken. I really need to fix that or buy a new one. And some old classics, including our VS1 logo. Go get your get your sell on down. Grab a bargain. Go on, go get it. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all dot com forward slash official. Bit.ly forward slash Vidiot's official Discord. If you want to go say hello to people on our Discord, they're there. Go say hi. Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiot's official. We stream sometimes, not very often. I think we've we sort of roughly penciled in a date for a stream of all three of us together later in the year. Uh, but then I can't remember what that was. <laughs> and I can't find it in my calendar. So I don't think we actually did decide on one in the end. November we, at some point? Did we specify a date? I, don't, I can't remember whether we did. I think did, we might we? have done, but I just Oh, yeah, I think we did actually, didn't we? Anyway, we'll have a conversation about that <laughs> after we stop recording. But soon, maybe, this, this half of the year, we will do one before Christmas, we promise. Yeah streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join pod squad once again mikey can you take it from the top please mr blobby becomes a burglar mr blobby gets missile ppi weddy feber bix lutz steven scored as bonald scrumps come trumpet lord brotovic at work katie kin solo mike michael jugson Oh, I've already forgotten how to say I'm in trouble tubs. I'm in trouble tubs. No, that's not it. <laughs> nope. That's no, that. no, no, I did no. the that's same not, thing again. Not the one. I'm Big in swing. Trouble tubs. <laughs> this doesn't sound right. Okay, <laughs> I, I I'm not. No, um, I'm in trouble tubs. There you go. <laughs> David Dickinson's meal deal. He was generous. Thank you very much. Worst game selection is a lie. And Dick Down by Dom Inder Bungholo. Thank you. Also, Tiny Tory Knackercracker. Worst game selection is a lie. Caroline, it's Dr. Chegwin. Your husband was admitted to hospital after overdosing. He will need to commit... He will need to commit it to Anne. Asylum for his own safety. Come down to hospital to sign release from your... Oh, form your his power of attorney. Uh, also, Mr. Macker... Two pints of milk, who was very generous. Peter's Diet Bepis Penis and Moogle 520805. We also have Prince Beefcakes, Beef McQueef, Buff McQuoof, Finn Tristam, Caroline Sucked Off Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby's Gobby Knobjob, Glorious Minotaur Volva, Big Titty Jesus 42, Podiots Took My Virginity, Caroline Help I Shat the Bed, Silica... Silica... Oh, God, this is really hard. I keep thinking this says silica reap is bedbugs. Silica repels bedbugs. <laughs> found Caroline... Caroline's on... Found Caroline's on OnlyFans. Six stout men bearing an organ. Uh, Janet Wicks. Shags at Wicks. And your cunting daughter. There we are. Thank you, Pod Squad, for this week. Streamlabs.com forward slash... Podiots donations, three pounds or more. We love you. Thank you, Peter. What's out on Vidiots this week? We've got the uh, we've got worst games ever. Turning point, fall of liberty, 
An explosive finale, Vanilla Minecraft episode 16. Vidiot's live Twitch stream, Dark Souls Remastered number one. Oh, was that when Barbara oh, was born? That was Barbara's, but yeah, Barbara turned uh, four. Oh, this, um, this month, oh. yeah. Uh, the Betrayal Worms Revolution. Hunting Hat Films, Prop Prop Hunt Part 1. Oh, yeah, we played Prop Hunt with Hat Films, didn't we? That's mm, nice. Poddy, it's episode 14. Holes. Fortnite Sandwich Making Challenge. Oh, dear. Oh, oh my no. God. Michael spat sandwich everywhere. <laughs> I know. I rewatched that and I was like, oh, no. Why did I do that? <laughs> Post some tap number 29. Your tat is beautiful. Worst games ever, Fight Club. Draw the fans number two. Uh, you want a blow job? Prop Hunt Part 2. Post some tap number 30. This is a heart attack. Uh, uh, Heroes in Training, Marvel Spider-Man Part 1. Worst games ever, 50 Cent Bulletproof. Is that... That should probably say prove it, shouldn't it? Heroes in Training, Marvel Spider-Man Part 1. doesn't actually say prove mm. it on it. It just says well, learning how to... Decided to drop it from the title oh, at yeah, that point. Maybe we were we trying did. all sorts, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we desperately <laughs> get some fucking views. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Heroes in Training, Marvel, Sp- Marvel Spider Man Part One, and actually that is the last one. I think I said Fifty Cent Bulletproof, but that's for next time. So yeah, here we go. That's it. Thank you. Peter. Excellent. Thank you, Peter. Michael, okay. where are you on the internet? At Parrot Boy on Twitter is the place to find my doings and things head over there you'll see god what, what even is on there i got a lot of anti-tory stuff right now <laughs> because of uh recent recent election but oh well hey hey you'll see david lynch vigorously stri- uh, shaking a camera that's fun look at that and i oh, stream occasionally on twitch as well power boy go check it out wonderful peter where are we on the internet uh we are at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude on twitter you can go and see Probably anti-Tory stuff. No, I don't know. I don't think I've commented yet, but it's bad. I don't like her. Um, and you can see us together uh, with Ashton Matthews as well over on Team Triple Jump, at Team Triple Jump on social media and also Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch as well. Yes, you can. And you should. Yeah. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really, really appreciate it. Do we have a final question before we bugger off? Um, hmm. What do you think? What do you think of the recent uh, leadership election of the Conservative <laughs> Party? Let us know in the comments. Uh, yeah. I had a flipping Uber driver ask me that the other day oh, and I was oh, like, oh, no. I don't know. I mean, I know what I think, but I don't want to go there. Anyway, it turned out he was pro Boris Johnson and said, uh, oh, if it hadn't been for them parties, I think you did a good job when you were, um, you know, got us through coronavirus. I was like, yeah, he didn't though, did he? The flipping <laughs> scientists did. Yeah. Have no. you seen the price of coal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Maybe what what can we give Liz Truss a, a in 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 Vidiot's universe name? We had Boppus Johnson. Must <laughs> we be did. Yeah. <laughs> Piss Truss. Piss Truss. There you go. Fucking hell. Well, that, <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. I like right. that. There we go. Good stuff, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.